It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Quickly to wall. Wall gets open for three. What's up, guys? <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. It's going to be kind of a ranty episode today. I'm not. I'm not angry. I'm not angry. I just, there's some stuff I need to eat off my chest, Wizards fans. Some of you know who you are. It's not, it's not the 99% of you. It's the 1%. We're going to talk about it. Guys, this is the Locked On Wizards show. Uh, I'm your host, Ian Evans. Today... I really want to get into how do the Wizards add talent to this roster? We all know they're kind of crippled. Thanks, Ernie. We already know that. We know about the shortcomings of the GM and how he's kind of structured this team going forward. There's a good core there. How do you get over the hump? How do you get that missing piece? How do you get the other missing piece? Aside from maybe drafting, bringing back a star, whatever, we'll talk about all the options. Um, and at the end of the episode, we could talk about who can this team, who can this Washington Wizards team realistically add to their roster? Not daydreams. Not going to talk about Anthony Davis. We're not going to talk about LeBron James. Who realistically could this team add to their roster and just become a lot better? Let's go ahead and get started by talking about what you don't do. <laughs> Let's go ahead and get started talking about what you don't do to try and get better. And this is for the 1% of you out there, I think. Because 99% of you guys, super intelligent, super passionate. But there's that 1% out there. You, you know who you are. Trade John Wall. Trade everyone. Blow it up. Trust the process. The Philly 2.0. My favorite baseball team is the Yankees. My favorite football team is the Cowboys. Stop it. Stop it. You're, you know you're being irresponsible. Saying the words, trade John Wall, just right there. Yeah, I have a really, I have such a great idea. You know how this team could get better? Let's trade the once-in-a-generation talent, the best player on the team in the last 20 years. Let's take that guy. We'll get rid of him, and we'll get a bunch of draft picks back and rookies and stuff, and we'll be bad for a long time. But then... Instead of having this window to compete, we'll just be bad for like the next five years. And then we can start competing again. It's like, what? Did you guys hear yourself? You want to blow the team up 
so that we can get a bunch of draft picks that need time to develop so that we can eventually get back to exactly where we are right now. That's the master plan. It's, it's just, I know it's not the majority. It's the extreme minority of people saying that. And a few of the people that have said stuff like that, Wizards Twitter has like collectively come together and just blocked these people for life. Talking about a guy, it's so funny. It's like the flavor of the week. Every year in the NBA, if one team has a down season just once, all the goodwill that they've built up, does anyone remember last season? Does anyone remember the conversation going on around John Wall? You got Stephen A. Smith talking about second best player in the East, national syndicated radio shows. Oh yeah, John Wall is absolutely the best player in the series between the Celtics and the Wizards. The Celtics have the better team, but John Wall is unquestionably the best player. You got a bunch of these guys who get paid millions of dollars to be on television and just talk about their opinion. And all of their opinions were that, okay, there's LeBron James, and then there's a gap, and there's John Wall, and then there's everyone else. That was just last year. And the dude this year, he's hurt, misses half a season, comes back in the playoffs. He averages 27 points, 13 assists, two steals, two blocks per game in the playoffs. And they lost to the Raptors in the first round. Got knocked out by the one seed after just an overall disappointing year. 27-13, 2-2. Do you guys know who else did that? Do you guys know who else in the playoffs even put up those numbers? Does anyone have an idea? Can anyone tell me? You're looking at LeBron James and you're looking at Anthony Davis and no one else even came close. So let's trade him. And while we're, while we're on it, too, you know what? Else? You know what? You know what? The Wizards should trade John Wall just like after just so many just defeat after defeat after letdown after letdown after disappointing year after disappointing year. Dude, the Capitals should have totally blown it up. Should have just blown it up, shipped out Alex Ovechkin. Should have just gotten rid of him. They might win the Stanley Cup this year, but it wasn't worth it? Question mark? This is what I'm getting at. Sometimes when you have someone who is as good as John Wall is, you kind of have to be patient. He is so insanely good. If one thing doesn't work, you don't just get rid of him, you keep him, you mix and match the parts around him. A la the Washington Capitals. And believe me, I am totally well aware DC Sports were super cursed. This Capitals team could totally blow it after being up two games to nothing and now it's 2-2. The point I'm making is, if, if the Washington Capitals go to the Stanley Cup Finals, if they just get there, was it worth it? Were all those disappointing seasons worth it? Were all those letdowns worth it? All the times we wanted to blow it up, let's just give up. Why is Ted sticking with this core? And if they win it, if they win the Stanley Cup, the Washington Capitals, if they win a championship, is it worth it? Was it worth all those years? You've kind of got to look at the Wizards in the same light. Success. Not the regular season success the Capitals have. I'm not going to make a direct comparison here. But let's roll with it. There's talent. There's elite talent in one player. He's surrounded by some pretty damn good players at other positions who are young and talented in their prime. Do you just blow it up and give up now? Or do you wait? Do you look and go, what realistically? How old are all these guys? How are they trending? Let's try to find pieces around them. And to keep the analogy going, you look at the Capitals. What, what do they do? They didn't blow it up. They 
traded some key pieces for key pieces back. They drafted young talent intelligently where they could while keeping their superstar. You don't trade John Wall. You don't send him anywhere. You hope and you pray that he retires for this team. You hope and you pray. You go to bed every night. You do your John Wall prayer. You, you do the John Wall dance before you get into bed. And you hope he doesn't leave. Demand to be traded because the franchise is just so underwhelming. And almost every season, I just feel like we don't really deserve him. And you almost feel bad. I know some of you don't agree with me on that part, but it's a whole nother topic. So what you don't do to make this team better is trade your once-in-a-generation superstar elite NBA talent. <laughs> you don't do that. Anyone who thinks John Wall should be traded, you're adult. You're a dummy. You don't do that. You don't trade that guy. Everyone else, totally on the table. I'm listening. Sure, I'll listen to offers. I'll entertain it. For Bradley Beal, I'll entertain it for Otto. Probably not doing it. Depends on who it is. We'll talk about that right here after the break. Point being, John Wall's untouchable, and he should remain untouchable. Let's take a quick break. Hear from our sponsor real quick. And on the flip side, we're going to talk about how do you make this team better? What's an option there? We'll talk about two players specifically. See you guys on the other side. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. All right, guys, we're back. We're back. It's so funny. Literally during the break, I'm, I'm out here on Twitter having a conversation with one of my buddies who we've already had the conversation about John Wall and the Capitals and the Alex Ovechkin analogy, and he disagrees with me when I make the comparison of John Wall to Alex Ovechkin. He's like, Alex Ovechkin is one of the greatest goal scorers and NHL hockey players in NHL history. I agree. I agree with you, dude. He's got an elite skill set. He's Alex Ovechkin is very elite at what he does on the ice. One of the greatest of all time for where he's at in his career. And by the time everything's all said and done. What's John Wall's... Where's he going to rank in point guards all time with blocks, with steals, with assists? What do you think the all-time numbers are going to be by the time he retires? If he can play till 35, 36, 37. I don't know. We can play the guessing game all day. I think it's going to be Hall of Fame type numbers. I think it's going to be way up there. The things that he he's needed for, the things that he's elite at. And if they don't win a title, this Wizards team doesn't win a title with him. If he doesn't win a championship in his career, I think he's going to be criminally underlooked and underrated from a historical standpoint. When people look back decades from now, who is that guy? What are the Wizards? <laughs> But enough is enough. We're going to move on. This is making me sad. All the John Wall hate. It's upsetting me. We're going to talk about something that makes me happy. Making this team better. <laughs> so how do you do it? What do you do? I mean, there's not a lot of ways that the team can improve. 
outside of, I guess the first way we'll, we'll hit up, improving from the inside. So that really looks at the core. John Wall, Bradley Beal, Otto Porter Jr. Just getting better. And John, I think John Wall is still not at his ceiling as a jump shooter. I still think he can become a better shooter. He spends time on it for the year. Kind of what you expect from John Wall at this point. 37%, not that bad. He used to not be able to hit the broadside of a barn. Now he's a 37% three-point shooter. Still kind of streaky. In the playoffs, 41% from three. So you could have this team improve internally. I think Otto's got the biggest ceiling there as far as... it's At this point, it's not even about his skill set necessarily because he's got great touch at the rim. He knows how to spin the ball off the backboard with the English. He knows angles. He's smart. Coming off a screen, fading away from 15-plus feet, he's just money. I almost feel like with Otto, the shot's going to fall down in the basket more often when he's off balance than when he's set. I just think with Otto, it's more of just shoot the ball more, dude. Sometimes he's too passive. And then Bradley Beal. Sometimes I think with him, it's just less is more. I think he tried to do way too much this season. Just a lot of cringe. You know, just cringeworthy. Dribbling the ball off his kneecap in crunch time. Like, literally last shot of the game in the fourth quarter, and he just dribbles it off his toe. Backcourt violation. Loose ball on the floor. Jump ball. Game over. Throwing the ball out of bounds to no one in particular. Let John do that stuff, dude. Sit in the corner. Get the ball up at the top and just run the screen and roll and just do some work there. Bradley Beal, he does not he does not need to handle the rock as much as he's been doing. Kelly Oubre is going into his first ever contract year. Dude, super competitive. He's super talented. I don't know. Do you, do you guys think that Kelly Oubre wants to get paid? Do you guys think he wants to get paid? I think he wants to get paid. His first ever huge payday. He hasn't gotten paid yet. He knows how much money. He saw what Kent Bazemore was signed for by the Atlanta Hawks. He could just completely ball out of control this year with that motivation of this is an opportunity. So that's another way you could get better. Sadoransky getting quicker. He already referenced it himself. He came out in an interview recently and said, yeah, I just need to get quicker, man. Quicker offensively off the ball with the basketball, but also my release. Because he shot 46% from three this year. It was insane how good he was. He's got to release quicker. He can't just sit there and hope that John Wall sucks in three to four dudes to give Sadoransky the time to wind up with his slow release and just be wide open. He's got to be quicker. Because guys right now, good teams with length and athleticism, they're going to close out on him almost every time, especially after the scouting report. Really hit on him. You kind of saw that. You already saw that in the regular season this year and in the playoffs. I guess that's one way And it's also kind of a way where it's almost like rolling the dice. Okay, you hope and pray everyone just gets way better or a little bit better and just go with it. And you could. I mean, the core is really good. The core of this team is great. The core of this team is taken for granted. The rest of the roster is absolutely just got off. It's terrible. It's old. It's outdated. It's antiquated. It's not at all compatible with the modern NBA of today. There are huge Huge problems with this roster. So even what the next option we're going to talk about, which is trading away an asset and maybe also that number 15 pick, which, God, I want to keep because, God, I want Kevin Knox. Check out the last episode for draft. Draft advice, draft insight from myself. But, man, I'm telling you guys, 
You want to keep that draft pick. But hypothetically, maybe the quickest way to improve for the here and the now, you trade the number 15 pick and you package it with an Otto Porter, a Bradley Beal. Maybe you take the 15 pick and you package it with a Sadoransky and a Kelly Oubre. And in return, you get a superstar. You get an all-star. You get elite NBA talent back on the team to fuse with John Wall and Otto Porter or with John Wall and Bradley Beal. But because of the issues with this roster, it doesn't really even matter who you get back. We'll talk about two dudes. We'll talk about Kawhi Leonard. We'll talk about DeMarcus Cousins here in a second. Two just elite, just two top 10 players. With Kawhi, I would easily argue he's top five. Top five player in the entire league. You can still add elite talent to already elite talent with John, with Otto Porter, whatever combination it ends up being. And you can improve and be good enough to at least ride the coattails of that elite talent on your roster in the Eastern Conference. And the bench just needs to stay afloat. Here's the life raft. Just don't drown. Literally, just, just move your hands, move your arms. Doggy paddle if you need to. It's just like four minutes. Four to five minutes every quarter. Please, God. Deal? All right, let's do it. (laughs) There's enough talent here, hypothetically, to do that. So if you add... Let's talk about DeMarcus Cousins. I cannot believe some Wizards fans who constantly complain that the the Washington Wizards are not good enough. My favorite team... They're good. I like them. I love the John Wall guy. They're not good enough. And then five seconds later, they're the same people going, oh, no, you can't have, oh, no, 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 no. You can't have DeMarcus Cousins on this team. No way. No. Guys, this Washington Wizards team, if they want to ever do anything meaningful, they are not in a position. I'm going to repeat. I'm in a mood, guys. The Washington Wizards as currently constructed with their personnel in the cap situation is in absolutely zero position to deny or turn down elite level NBA talent. That includes DeMarcus Cousins coming off an Achilles injury. Listen, man, I get it. It's scary. Big guy. You got a seven-footer. The Achilles is something that can change guys. You're hired to do this. You look at the history of the NBA. You look at Achilles injuries. Who's bounced back? Who hasn't? I haven't looked it up, guys. I haven't looked up the data. You look at DeMarcus Cousins. He comes in. You do the physical. You have him work out. You have a doctor look at his Achilles. This is what happened. Give me statistics. Give me data. What are the next five years look like? What's going to happen? This is his size. This is his length. This is his weight. This is what he does. Here, here's his advanced metrics. This is how much he moves. This is how much he jumps. This is how fast he runs. You take that and you make a decision. And if it even looks okay, if it even looks remotely safe, you do it. You take him. You take DeMarcus Cousins. Like, what are you, what are some of you guys talking about? Same people. Oh, we're not good enough. But no, we can't take like a top 10 player. What? We can't add a top. We can't, we could never possibly add a top 10 player to our roster. That's, no, I am not down. What? What are you talking about? And it's such a realistic scenario, too. Because you're looking at a guy who's coming off the injury. You have to do your due diligence. You can't just do it blindly. If there's red flags there, then don't do it. 
But Ernie should at least be on the phone. Fly out. Have a conversation. Throw out some ideas. Auto in the 15 pick for DeMarcus Cousins? Sure, if it's a long-term deal and the injury checks out. You do it. Changes the dynamic of the team entirely. You go from having Martin Gortat and Jan Mahinmi and Jason Smith. <laughs> I can't believe I have to explain this. To having DeMarcus Cousins. Just, he could drop 30 every night. He shoots from three. He's your five, and all of a sudden you've got a five that can stretch the floor. Guys, when did the, the Wizards haven't had that. Ever. It's never been a thing. It has literally never happened. Shoots a three. Shoots the mid-range. Super high percentage at the rim. Great free throw shooter. Great passer. Playmaker from the high post. Solid defender. Not a great defender. Not an elite rim protector. But good. He's good. He's just good defensively. That's okay. He's like okay defensively. Offensively, he's he does everything at an elite level offensively. The shooting percentages, the, the rate that he finishes at, his assist rate, his toolbox, his skill set, his basketball IQ. He's an intelligent basketball player. He makes good decisions on the court. I already know, I already hear you guys screaming out your radio. He doesn't make good decisions. He's a cancer in the locker room. I'm not talking about any of that. And I also don't buy that, by the way. Come from a, a team like the Sacramento Kings run by Vladi Divac. You play there for five years and waste the beginning of your entire career, and you tell me you're not going to be a little frustrated and bitter. What a nightmare scenario for him to start his career there. Pelicans love him. The fan base loved him. Not a problem. He wants to win. That's all he wants. He wants to be on a winning team. Winning solves a lot of stuff, guys. John Wall's his best friend. One of his best friends on the planet. Just saying. The Achilles scares the hell out of me. But you got to look at it. You've got to entertain it. And that's okay. It's okay to say no. If nothing, if, so, not, if there's red flags, don't do it. You don't have to. But you look into it. And you think about it. Because if he's okay and he's healthy, he is one of the best players on the planet. So don't scoff at it. Wizards fans sitting here scoffing at elite Adding elite NBA talent to the roster, like, what? (laughs) Had to get that off my chest, dude. So much just pent up. There's been a lot of weird opinions out there, man. I'm telling you. All right, let's take a break. (laughs) Take a break real quick to hear from some sponsors. On the flip side, we're going to wrap up. We're definitely going to wrap it up with Kawhi Leonard. What's the package that works for that? How does he fit? Pretty flawlessly, in my opinion, but we'll talk about that. Be right back, guys. The NBA playoffs are right around the corner, and Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late-season drama. Every Monday, Jackson Gatlin rounds up the three biggest stories around the league, helping to break down the NBA playoffs. Mark your calendars to listen to Locked On NBA every Monday to be up to date. Locked On NBA, available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, we're back. We're going to wrap up here. I'm going to touch on this pretty quickly because we've all kind of just daydreamed about this. We've hoped and we've prayed. One of the best players in the planet, he's a top five player. You could probably argue he's a top three player. I guess it depends on how you feel. There are guys you could put above him. Steph, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kevin Durant. But he's right there, man. 
Kawhi Leonard. Defensively, what? Best perimeter defender on planet Earth? Best perimeter defender on, on the planet. A guy who he just goes one-on-one with elite offensive players and ball handlers and just makes him look stupid. Picks the pocket, steals the basketball, starts the break. He's strong. He's a, Kawhi Leonard's a bad dude. And, and there's a stipulation here. I, you don't do it as a rental. It's tempting if you're Ernie to do the rental because you think, okay, we've got a year to like convince him to stay. We can show him how much talent we have with John and with Otto or depending on who you trade to get him, with John and with Brad. We can convince him to stay long-term. We'll just compete for a title this year. Easy. I think it's easy to convince yourself of that, but you don't do the rental. You can't agree to that. You have to make sure there's an agreement that if this trade happens, he agrees to a long-term deal. And he's still, he's still in his prime. He's still got so much good basketball left. He's going to be really good for the next seven, eight years. And what you give up to get him, you can do Otto Porter, Tomas Adoransky, and the 15 pick. Or Otto Porter, Kelly Oubre, and the 15 pick. Bradley Beal, Kelly Oubre, and the 15 pick. Bradley Beal, Sadoransky, the 15 pick. There's a lot of people out there who think if you can offer Otto Porter and Bradley Beal and, and the 15 pick, you do it if it's for a long-term deal. And that last, I just don't know about that, man. Both Otto, Porter, and Bradley Beal, I don't know if you do that. Because in the roster around the core of Beal, Porter, and Wall is already just so shallow and so bad and so damaged and so antiquated. Two pieces of that core to get one piece back. You've now got a team that consists of John Wall, Kawhi Leonard, and then it's like, Pee-wee league players mixed in with some guys who are 80 years old and ball up at the YMCA. I just don't, I don't see it working. You can't just, all right, John and Kawhi take turns just throwing the ball to each other until something happens. That's not, you can't do it. There's got to be three other guys on the court with those two. So I just... I think if you can give up one of Bradley Beal and one or or Otto Porter, you do it in a heartbeat and get rid of the pick and throw in Kelly Oubre, throw in Tomas Adoransky. Hell yeah, you're damn right you do that. You have assets where you could actually make a trade for Kawhi Leonard, and I think you got to look into it. And if you can do it reasonably, then you do it because when you look at a core of potentially two different ones, John Wall, Bradley Beal, Kawhi Leonard, that one's nuts athleticism, shooting, speed. You can contend in the East with that core for years, for years and years. But let's look at the other one too. Hypothetically, John Wall, Kawhi Leonard, Otto Porter. That's a good core. These are options the Wizards need to be looking at. Just look at them. Just consider them. You've got to look into this because there's not many ways the team can get better. If you listen to my last episode that I hosted, you can draft intelligently and just stay put. I don't think that's a bad idea. Keep John Wall and Bradley Beal and Otto Porter and Kelly Oubre and Tomas Adoransky. Draft a Kevin Knox or a Robert Williams or a Lonnie Walker or a Zanin Musa. Roll the dice. Hell, I don't know. Mitchell 
Robinson terrifies me, scares me, and just stay put. Because no matter what, this team's going to be good. Just good, no matter what. But that's okay. For now, you've got three to five years. You just need to make intelligent choices and moves. That might be the scariest part for Wizards fans because of Ernie Grunfeld. But I digress. It's possible. You've got options. Add some talent. Take a chance. You keep your best player and you tweak and add around him. Keep John Wall. You add a seven-footer who can score from anywhere on the court and is completely unstoppable on the offensive side of the ball. Maybe you add championship-winning, defensive player of the year, top five player of his entire generation, and Kawhi Leonard. Maybe you add that. There are ways to do it, though. And I don't think the Wizards should be stagnant. They've got to do stuff the right way, and they've got to, they might have to take some chances here. We'll see. It's going to be an interesting summer, but you just, man, you never know. Mr. Ernie Grunfeld, you just never know, guys. All right. Guys, thank you so much for checking out the show again. As always, give me a follow. You can follow the show at Locked On Wizards. You can find me at the real Ian underscore E. And follow my co-hosts, who are brilliant and hilarious and infinitely more insightful than myself, at District Mamba to follow Mr. Arthur Renault, and at Becca MVP for Becca Weinkert. All right, guys. Thanks for checking out the pod. I'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast at free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.